Good morning, everyone, and welcome to the Freeman Means Business Wonder Women in Business podcast. Everyone has a story, and on our Wonder Women in Business podcasts, we give a voice to those women whose story is meaningful, moving, and compelling. We share their stories with the world so that in their shining, they give permission to others to shine as well. Today's guest is Carly's Moore. First of all, let me say what an honor it is to have you on the show today, Carlise. You do such good work. I'm really happy to share your message with the world. Thank you so much. Nice to be here, Susan. Awesome, awesome. So, folks, you're going to notice, um, those of you who've been listening to me for a while have probably detected my southern accent. Um, I've all over the world, and I still carry it with me everywhere I go, no matter what, <laughs> even those times when I tried to shake it. Now I just own it and love it, and it is. Well, Carly's has the same gift, shall I say, of this southern accent. Um, tell me a little bit about yourself, education, occupation, community involvement, things you think are important that the people should know. Well, I am... Um of course, as you all know now, a Texas girl, and I have I've lived all over the world. However, um, I've lived in Singapore and Dubai and um, just a little gypsy at heart until I started this business about 17, gosh, about 18 years ago now. Um, so now I'm a Dallasite. I went to um, Texas Tech and then. UT, uh, I hopped around colleges as well a little bit and graduated with an international business degree and just really have loved the entrepreneurial side of um, business world, which is really exciting and fun and scary all at the same time. Yes. Um, mm -hmm. And so came to Dallas for just coming through basically. I wasn't planning on staying as long as I did, but um you know, how things work out, how well, life, life happens. Yeah, mm -hmm. I, I actually, I, I have a few friends in Dallas that I think I would love to introduce you to. Um, oh, that'd be you, fun. You're all, uh, one of them is moving there in June, so she could use a new friend, and I think you'd be fantastic um, to introduce to her. So oh, thank you. tell me about that. your business. What is it that you do? I know, but I want the world to know. <laughs> so, um our business is an online retail, online retail stores for alternative hair. So it's wigs.com, wigoutlet.com, hairextensions.com, hairpieces.com. And we sell hair. Well, I like to say we sell confidence, but we sell hair and all the ancillary products that go with it. So do you get a lot of um, cancer patients or is this mostly, who, who's your typical, what's your buyer persona? So um, unfortunately, yes, cancer has the side effect or the treatment of cancer has the side effect where you do lose your hair. And so there are many of our clients that, that are going through that. Fortunately, women are living a lot longer with cancer, and, but it also means that you're living a lot longer sometimes without hair. Um, alopecia is alopecia, which is a, a disease that you just lose your hair, whether it's totalis completely lost or big old spots, bald spots everywhere. Um, and that's on the rise. And I, about a year and a half ago, I looked this up and it was a 300% increase in 
alopecia, uh, people suffering from alopecia than even like five years ago. Um, wow. we, it, it's crazy. And they're, they can't completely pinpoint it. Of course, stress is a, is, is a assumed culprit, but it's, it, 20 year olds, 15 year olds, 30 year olds. I mean, it, it, it really is just kind of a random assailant. And it's, it's also a reason women come to our site. Um, just hair loss in general. Mm-hmm. You know, people think it's mostly men, but there are a lot of women who suffer with hair loss. Yeah, uh, just hair loss in general. We, you know, we lose probably about 90 hairs a day, but we're growing them back constantly. So you can't tell. But what happens is, um, I think probably because of what we're breathing and eating and um, just, we are losing our, the, the production of hair is declining now in our mid thirties where it used to be in our mid forties. So now you're not growing back those hairs that you're losing. And so we're thinning a lot faster. And so that coupled with just the fun side, which is celebrities are really embracing wigs. And when celebrities embrace something, of course, we're all like, you know, all of us regular people are like lemmings and we kind of follow after because they make it cool or acceptable. And it's just, it, if you want to have perfect hair or long hair one day and short hair the next, alternative hair is really the only way to go. I mean, a, a wig is really the only answer when, if you want pink hair without chemically damaging your, your natural hair. So all these things together mean that the audience for wigs and hair extensions, but mainly wigs and hair pieces, is just really grown over the last 10 years. Um, it's amazing. And the wigs are so amazing that you can't tell. So it's not like you can look at somebody and go, oh, she's wearing a wig. You just can't tell. So that gives you a little more freedom. Do you find there's a I'm stigma? Sorry. Do you find that you come back? So yes, yes. Um, more so when we started than now that, 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 um, you know, that ew factor like, Oh, it's a wig, which is usually related to cancer or baldness. Um, it is, it is sloughing off that, that, that is less and less. Interestingly, the older women have more of that stigma than the younger. The younger women are, are kind of in this, oh, it's cool. And it's so, you know, Kylie Jenner or, I mean, oh, there's so many celebrities doing it. So it's not seen as much like that as with the older women. So, um, yes, there is a stigma when you don't know, and there'll be people that will experience wigs for the first time or, or in a, such a long time that'll say, I can't believe this is a wig. It's just so amazing. It, you would never be able to tell. And so that's making it easier. Mm-hmm. Most of my followers are women in professional services. So lawyers, doctors, engineers, um, they usually have to dress up, be presentable in the courtroom, wherever, you know. What is the messaging to them on this product that you create and sell? So uh, with respect to, is it for them? Yeah, so what would, how, would you message, yeah. how would you message your product to professional women? Um, not those who follow Kylie Jenner or... Right, right. So, yes, I mean, professional women aren't going to want, you know, 
pink hair or a razor cut one day and long locks the next day. But in general, I mean, wigs are really, they, you have a perfect hairstyle in a matter of three minutes, three to five minutes. And so it, there's a huge convenience factor for me. Um, I went, I'm not a crazy purple hair, um, razor cut one day and it, well, I do like to, to change up my colors, but for me, I went 88 days straight with wigs and straight from morning till night. I would condition my hair, put it underneath these wigs. I had the healthiest, most amazing hair after those 88 days. So now I do it often and I tell women all the time, it is the best conditioning treatment. To, so you get a style, let's say you're a professional woman in the courtroom and you don't want to deviate from your normal style. You, there's, there's most assuredly a wig that, that, that looks just like what you, what your natural hair looks like, probably a little better, a little healthier, a little, you know, a little, um, a little healthier and fuller looking. And it's a great way to just take a shortcut in your mornings and, condition your hair I mean I just think it's a super easy answer I personally think even professional women can and should play with their look a little bit you don't have to go crazy and and wear a crazy color but it's it's like shoes I mean they're they're kind of like an accessory for some women unfortunately they can't live without it because they have to have one on every day but for those of us who don't have to it's really a fun thing to to play with and experiment with so I'm hearing the messaging to professional women is it's, um, you know, they are, you know, trying to, you know, establish some work family balance, have some sort of personal life as well as get their jobs done. Most of them are on um, billable hours. So they're, you know, chained to the clock. They don't have a lot of time to, to get ready yet. They're expected to look professional and be ready. And you're saying the message to them is, uh, efficiency convenience speed from you know when you wake up to when you get out the door into the courtroom or into the law firm or what have you um so yeah those are all, that's a great message uh yeah. is it clear that the the buyer persona would be a different message for you know a cancer patient or a woman suffering with alopecia versus someone who just for kicks wants to mix up her look um, but you say you have products for all of these people and can serve all those markets. Um, tell me well, a little bit, an, what, what got you into this? What got you into this work? I was a complete accident. Um, so it, it was really just an, at the time it was a niche market that was wide open online and it wasn't in particular hair in particular. I had just identified that niche markets back then was, were, wide open because the you know the big ticket items on the retail pie were being addressed already online and so that little tiny sliver on that that big uh the economic report those retail pies that that little tiny sliver called niche markets or the the niche products they really weren't represented online at that point so there was a there was an opportunity at that time and my initial idea was to identify 10 niche markets and get them up little websites where the manufacturer would directly drop ship to the client. And my goal was to stay home and have babies and have a business that I could run from home and still run a family. 
And the truth is, is well, it backfired a little bit because I did not quite hit 10. And at the time, a a friend who's now my business partner was was the one who initially said wigs. And I did not, it was, it, it took me a, a minute to process that that would be a good idea. And I thought, Oh, what the heck? He's got a great work ethic. Um, great person. And I'm going to do 10 of them. Let's put this one in. I mean, you know, how can that hurt? But the timing was perfect because it was very much needed. It's not like lipstick or shoes where you can go into any department store and get them. It, there, there is an element of education and, and that it being an intimate purchase, it just all fell into place in such a beautiful way because the timing was great. The client needed what we were building and it just worked. So subsequently we did not get to 10 um, in hair just took over and some of the other ones that we did, we we've let go of those and it's just all become about the hair, the alternative hair industry. Have you ever read the book blue ocean strategy, the blue ocean strategy? No, but I'm writing it down right now. I'm going to highly recommend that book. Although you engaged in that already, when you said you looked at the sliver of pie and you, um, it's about creating a company that competes in a unique space versus Mm doing more of same and competing in what they call mm-hmm. the red ocean. It's, mm-hmm. uh, you know, oh. setting yourself apart, creating some new and different opportunity. Sort of like when Yellowtail Wines decided to make wine accessible, available, and appealing to non-wine drinkers. Now, if you're a mm-hmm. sommelier, you're not going to choose Yellowtail, but they're not marketing to sommeliers. So I think it's amazing that you looked at the you know, pie chart and took the sliver and then said 10 and then even drilled it down from there. And you're probably in your daily business drilling down your own buyer personas in different markets within wigs. So, you know, cancer versus fun girls versus professional women. Um, I'll be honest, in my mid thirties, I had gone through a major trauma um, and lost a ton of hair and it's never come back. I had long, flowing, beautiful, thick locks, and now I have stringy, straggly hair that I do the best I can with. Thank God for hairspray. But, um, and <laughs> all that in the blow dryer. But every time I use all that stuff, I do more damage to my hair. Now, I'm going to be honest, the stigma's still out there, but like you said, I yep. see people with beautiful what i think is beautiful hair and it might as well it might be a wig i don't know i can't tell anymore because they're so you know well made Mm -hmm. and unique and different um let me ask you something what in this journey has been your proudest professional accomplishment so huh okay i would so a couple things spring to mind I think that, so I can't really say it's my accomplishment, but I absolutely know that I've influenced it. I think that the team we've built here is probably what I'd be most proud of. We, again, like I said before, this is not like lipstick or shoes or something um, that's easily accessible that all women kind of know what they want. There is, there are women coming to us that are scared 
and they've just been told that they're going to lose their hair in a few days when the treatments come in, or they they're tired of you know their hair not feeling good or feeling self-conscious about it. There's they're they're coming to us for help and for education, and so to have a team that is passionate about those people and helping, and when I say passionate, I mean the 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 Many of the, the girls in the, in the um, client care center or the people in the client care center, there's men and women, are licensed and they, lo- they have a servant's heart. They love helping and they are super educated. We do lots of training to continually educate them. So it they really have like fallen in love with the client. Amazing. Well, that sounds like you've outgrown your uh, work at home, a small business. It's like oh, a my goodness. booming yes. business now. So tell yes, me a little bit about the numbers. It, it is a big business now. I'm really impressed that you've gone from working from your home into having a team. Uh, tell me a bit about the yeah. number. You are a what company? How many, you know, whatever quantitative data you can share? So here in Dallas, um, the team is about 25 to 30, depending on the time of year. Um, and in Kansas City, which is our fulfillment center, uh, probably another 25 there as well. Very nice. Very nice. So it sounds very exciting. Um, I can't wait for my friends in Dallas to connect with you or vice versa. And for my friend from Louisiana, she's moving from Baton Rouge to Dallas June 1. Her husband's a lawyer out there moving over to Dallas and they have a small child. She would love to meet you and know more about your business. I would love that. They're all very involved in the theater and in symphony and, you know, they love to dress up and these are professional women who like to change their look every now and then. So I'll introduce you. Well, who has been your inspiration or your mentor or someone who motivated you? Um, so I have several, I mean, I have people I don't know that have inspired and motivated me and I have people that probably my dad. I would say who's not with us anymore, but um, probably one of my most inspirational mentors in that he really instilled an amazing work ethic in me, um, a focus on doing good, not doing well, but doing good in the world and um really enjoying kind of having a passion and enjoying what what you do and he would always say if you love doing what you do and you get paid for it that's success he would never say that that doesn't mean you work don't work a day in your life because it's hard work but I think that um, for me the inspirational people that I see are hard workers and um, are not chasing the dollar necessarily but chasing change and doing something positive and good. That is wonderful. That is wonderful. So I have to tell you, maybe it's a Southern girl thing. I don't think so. But I was greatly motivated and inspired by my father as well, who is no longer with us. So um, it touches my heart that you said that. I love what, like why you're doing what you're doing. Um, I personally have a strong belief that women should lift each other up and just the nature of what you do, uh, you know, does that lifts women up. But that said, how else would you advise other women to support women in business? So I just, 
I would just say to, to, to any woman or encourage that I think we're just so programmed or conditioned, maybe less and less as the years go by, but um, that risk that if you think you can um, just try women are, have, have so much, I mean, there's, there's no difference in intelligence between a, a man and a woman, right? There's, there's smart ones and there's not so smart ones, but there's, I think, an, an EQ, there's a, an emotional intelligence that I think women have an advantage in. And that's so important in, in business. And it's, I think it's so underrated. And I think women, I think we underrate ourselves and, so the only advice I would give or the only thing I would say or I help to lift others up is to really just go out there and try. We all think, oh, I would, I wish I could do this. Um, just try. I, women have so much power in the way we're made and built and how we move through life um, that I think we just don't let, give ourselves enough credit. So what I hear you saying is that we should empower ourselves, but then also use that to empower others. Well, and yes, and empowering yourself, you do empower others because it, we all lead by example, right? And if you can empower yourself and be a good example, somebody else is going to come up behind you and go, oh, I could do that too. And the, the people that work around you, the people, the, the perimeter of the, your circle is going to see you being empowered and feeling confident and moving forward. And perhaps they will too. So that's the nature of my business right there is to uh, empower myself and others, both men and women, and lead by example, and then have people like you and others I've had on my podcasts to, like I say in the intro, shine, giving permission to others to shine. Um, gone are the days where you need to play small. I never think that we should have had those days, but we did have those days. A woman should own her story, should be proud of her story. Even when times aren't what you want them to be, there are lessons to be learned. I always say, win or learn, never lose. Um, so oh, I, I like that. Yeah, yeah. Send it to your team. Um, totally believe that, you know, good things happen and maybe so-called bad things happen. But if we can learn a lesson from those so-called bad things, were they really that bad? I mean, even the traumatic experience I went through in my 30s where I lost all my hair and you know, I gained a lot of weight, um, then I lost the weight, but never gained the hair. <laughs> um, I still learned a lot of lessons and you have to reflect and be introspective and wonder, you know, what can you learn from that? What did you do to contribute to that? Well, how can you take the next step forward? Um, in my family, we have a, a saying, be here now. So the only reason the past is important is you learn from it and the future doesn't yet exi exist. So Use the lessons you learn and be here now and, and be your highest and best self moving forward. Um, on that note, what has been your biggest challenge or setback and how did you overcome it? Oh, um, gosh, I have challenges and setbacks all the time. Um, you just keep moving through it. Um, so challenges, I, I think that... Um, Hmm. That's, a, that's a good question that I probably should have prepared, Susan. No, that's okay. I'm going to throw um, your lifeline here. 
Um, there you go. The fact that one didn't come readily to mind means that you must not have missed the mark too often. So that's awesome. Bravo to you. So I would say. Oh, well, thank you. That's a good that, save. I'm not sure that's you. completely true, but <laughs> <laughs> I like it. I'll take it. And the truth is, I mean, we, we have challenges all the time. And I think sometimes challenges are bigger if you let them be bigger in your mind. Um, oh, yeah. They're just, they're just kind of chances to make a change or a difference. Um, right. And I have those all the time. Um, yeah, I have those all the time. You just move forward. I like, and I'm, I've, I've written this one down too. Um, it kind of relates back to your family be here now thing. And that's really, you just kind of learn from it and just figure it out and move through it. And inevitably that figuring out helps you for something else in the future too. Yeah. So yeah. I know it's corny to say it's, it's challenges and opportunity, but it is. If you live consciously, yes, that is true. And we, we should all try to live consciously and be aware, self-awareness, awareness of others, awareness of our surroundings. Um, you know, I always teach this when I travel the country. I talk about creating equity in the workplace and how to do that. I've never mentioned that on my podcast before today. Um, these podcasts are about others, not self. But I do want to share this one mm. thing. Um, I always talk about the receiver makes meaning of the message regardless of the sender's intent. So for communication... Wait, wait, I need you to repeat that. Will you repeat that? I love that. Sure. So in true communication, the receiver mm -hmm. makes meaning of the message regardless of the sender's intent. So the onus is on the sender to confirm that the receiver understood the message the way he or she intended that message to be understood. Otherwise, you say something and you walk away and you assume they understood you meant it the way you meant it, but they may have taken it a totally different way. And in this day of digital communications, we have a lot of misperception and miscommunication. So I always tell people, confirm with the listener that they understood your intent. Because you'll walk away thinking, okay, I told the team what's, the, what's what and what to do and where to go and how to get there. And you'll assume a lot. And they'll be thinking something totally different and that costs time, money, effort, and relationships. Oh, that, that, could, save your, that could save relationships right there. I mean, that, I think that's I, – I love that. Gosh, you're full, my whole little page is full of things you're, you've said that I'm going to – you, you, I, tell you I, what, I call it t-shirt t-shirt worthy saying <laughs> so I, I love it, it. i love it <laughs> well i tell you what when i'm in dallas next time and i do go down there often to work with companies and train and teach and talk and speak i will stop by or or say hello or get to oh. maybe um, do a little mini mini chat with your team or something uh, that might be helpful. i would love that susan awesome. I, I really want to get you in a wig by the way i want you to try <laughs> because People, they never realize how much they've changed and how much of a difference it can make until they try them. They are, the technology is phenomenal right now. So and I bet you um, I please am promise me you'll let me put you in a wig. Well, I have to say, I bet you I'm in that demographic between those younger folks who embrace it readily. No big deal. You yep. know, millennials are all about, you know, trying new things. And the old oh, yeah folks who are like oh no wigs are you know 
So uh, the Wigma stigma, that's what we're going to call it, the Wigma stigma. So, I like that. Maybe I'll give it a shot, and um, if I have the courage to do so, I'll try it when I'm out at your, your location in Dallas, so that would be great fun. Well, let me ask you one last question before we go, because I try to keep these to about a half hour. I've found that over 45 minutes, you lose people. They get, um, you know, they have to answer emails, phone calls, get, get on with their lives, but I want people to know how to reach you if they want to know more information. So you can um, email Carly's at beauty and hair or Carly's at wigs.com is probably the easiest one. Um, and it's C-A-R-L-I-Z at wigs.com. And that goes directly to me. And your website is? Uh, wigs.com is the, is the primary website. So it's wigs.com, W-I-G-S.com. Wonderful. Wonderful. Well, you're a delightful Southern belle. And I can't Thank you. person. And offline, I will send you an email introducing you to my friends in Dallas and see what beautiful magic you all can uh, work up together. Oh, that'd be fun. That'd be yes. fun. Well, you're awesome. Have a great day, everybody. Thank you for tuning in.